When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is mandatory minicamp. And we have a lot to talk about today. Daniil Hunter is not showing up. He is going to start his holdout tomorrow when he does not arrive on time for mandatory minicamp. What does that mean? There's a lot of layers to it. And how could it involve Justin Jefferson? We'll talk about that as well as the big storylines that you should be watching out during mandi- for during mandatory minicamp. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Managing editor of the USA Today's Vikings Wire. Betting and college football analysis for the Fantasy Points website. Publisher of Substack Run and Shooter. Host of the good the bad and the hungry on the voices of wrestling podcast network as well as a founding member of vikings first and skull welcome to the real forno show i am your host tyler Fornitz. with me as always in the top right corner is producer dave and down here where you cannot see him is the dog of all dogs odie and he is chewing on his bone right now with no squeaker toy in sight Dave, how are you? I'm good. A little frustrated with today's news, but I'm good. I'm sure we'll get into it. See, I'm not frustrated with today's news because we knew it was coming. This was, and the news that you're speaking about is the Daniil Hunter um, holdout. He's not holding out yet, and I think that's an important distinction. The reason why we titled it that way is because the second he does not show up for a mandatory minicamp as Tom Pellisola Pelissero reported this morning. He is that's done. a holdout. Like, that, that's when the holdout begins. And we knew it was coming because he's not happy with his contract. $5.5 million in total cash paid with a $4.9 million base. That is not exactly a good contract for somebody of his uh, skill set and his production. So let, let's start here. Players at the end of their contracts don't necessarily equate to a total value of what their contract initially was, okay? So 
if you have an average annual value of $25 million, your la- the last year of your contract, your cash flow is probably closer to 12 to $13 million. But you've already gotten paid a lot, and your av- that's your average annual value. So your salary cap hit is probably in like the $27, $28 million range because a lot of times money gets pushed, 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 and pushed. And, you know, a signing bonus can help balance that out. So it's not a huge deal that he's making less than market value as far as in like cash flow this season. But what is a big deal is it's only 5.5 million. It's not 12, it's not 15. 5.5 is minuscule. Jordan Hicks is getting $3.5 million in cash flow this year. Two is Daniel Hunter worth only $2 million more? No, absolutely not. And there's levels to it he has felt slighted about his contract ever pretty much ever since he signed that initial bad extension now that is not the fault of Quasi Dofo Mensa but what is the fault of Quasi and his staff is understanding that this guy has been frustrated about his contract pretty much since he signed it and the way that the process has unfolded from a public facing perspective and I think that's key based on what we know this has been bungled really bad we don't know the, everything behind the scenes. We don't know what that Band-Aid contract was. And I'm going to speculate. And remember, this is just speculation. I think they were just offering him a little bit of extra cash this year, and they weren't giving him an extension. That's my opinion. And that that could immediately lead to frustration. He's 28 years old. He's young still. Yeah, he's been in, well, no, he's 28. Well, 28 he will, he will be, be 29. Yeah, in October, which, is, which is still within the realm of a prime for an edge rusher. And uh, Eric Eager has said so um, in his various platforms, currently of Sumer Sports, formerly a pro football focus. Because of what his skill set is as an edge rusher, he's more of a technique guy. He's going to beat you with moves. Yeah, he can get off the ball quick, but that's not how he wins. He wins because he's just better than you. Once you get to that contact point, that he's going to overpower you. He'll beat you around the edge. He'll beat you with a move. He can do so many different things. And I think that's an important distinction when you're talking about trying to project outwards. Because we've talked about on this show before, those third contracts don't always hit top value. The biggest one was Von Miller, six years, $120 million. And he was 33 when he signed that deal. It's kind of a phony deal. It's mainly three years, $60 million. Okay, $20 million a year. So I projected three years, $57 million, $35 million guaranteed, and that was for Daniel Hunter at age 28. I think that's a very fair deal. Chandler Jones is slightly older. I believe when he signed the deal with uh, the Raiders, he was 31, maybe 32. Um, we can fact check that later, but he wasn't that much older. And Jones was still playing a very high level of football, and Hunter's in his prime. So when you kind of factor all those things together, like it, it's – I get where he's coming from, but the, the Vikings really needed to put their best foot forward on this, considering all things involving this contract. And it looks to me like they didn't. And we don't know what the Vikings were offering. We don't know what Hunter is asking for. But we can assume that he's asking for top-of-the-market money for at least three seasons. If he's asking for top-of-the-market money, you're talking 25 to $27 million a year. T.J. Watt is getting $28 million per season. That is the top of the market. Is he worth that? No. 
He's not. He's not a truly game-changing elite edge rusher. He's one tier below that, as we hear Merlin in the background. But even being one tier below that, you're talking like 18 to $22 million. Still a lot of money. And there, we need to kind of look at things a little differently. Um, the Vi- If the Vikings aren't going to commit to him right now, Dave, are they ever going to commit to him? And if that's the case, why did they keep him and why didn't they try to trade him earlier? Because if you didn't plan on giving this guy a long-term deal, why is he still on your football team? Like this, this is a competitive rebuild. You need assets to be able to continue to grow and grow and grow. Why didn't you trade Hunter and keep Zedarius Smith and give him a few extra bucks and keep him happy for the one extra year? Like it, to me, this has just been bungled so poorly, but based on the information we know by the Vikings. Well, and this is where it gets into, this is going to be interesting to see because this is the first big controversy under Quasi's tenure. How does he handle it? As I said on Sunday, I believe a 20 million average per year would be decent. That puts him seventh on the current list. But is he asking more? That's a good question. He may be asking more than that. Even at 20 million, and if they made up to 20 million for the rest of this year, adding approximately 15 ish, that's 75 million that they have to pay. The problem was when he signed his contract initially with a five year deal for $74 million, made him 14th floor uh, million per year, still was mm-hmm. top 10 for edge rushers at that time. It was his <clears throat> agent didn't foresee that the salary cap was going to go up and that he expected his contract to go up and say, hey, we need to compensate for this. A lot of players do this. They don't look at to the future and say, hey, yes, top of the range right now, say, is $20 million. I'll pull that one out. Mm-hmm. Yes, the top defensive edge rusher is twenty-eight. Say, well, but in five years, that number may be 35, right? So I want to have my player make, on average, bump him up, keep him in this, say, slot, number seven slot out of the top 10. I want him in that number seven slot each and every year, right? So if the number seven slot is $20 million, next year I want 21 the year after I want 22 the year after I want 23 and so forth. They don't work that way. They probably should. It'd probably be best. But what teams do is say, hey, we're giving you a whole ton of money. We're making you, as of right now, the, you know, the seventh highest page edge rusher, paid edge rusher in the league. And look at it, it's great. Your agent looks great. He gets a whole big commission. You look great. It satisfies. Everything's cool, right? And then, mm-hmm. then you start to get disgruntled like he did. And then he gets disgruntled. No, no, he needs more money. So they got to rework it and push money forward. Well, then he's disgruntled again. So you got to rework it again to push money forward. And the way you do that is you bring money forward, but you can't fit it under the cap. So you put two void years on the end, right? And you know how we all feel about void years. They suck. And that screws the team because he's due money in years that he's not under contract. They may think that, hey, we'll bring you up. We'll give you 
And if the Band-Aid rumor is correct, we'll give you 12 million more this year. So you make, what is it, 17. Be happy. We gave you 12 million on top of that 72, right? And the only part of that that you have not in the bank is approximately 5.5 million. You've got the rest. It's in your bank account. How you spend it, that's your deal, right? If you wasted it, that's your problem. But we're going to give you this much to get you through the contract to give us time to figure out what we have next year, right? We want to, and say, we want to give you an extension. We want you part of our plans through 2025. We just can't see how the numbers are working right now because we're waiting on certain other things to fall into place. Dominoes, JJ extension, TJ extension. What are we going to do with Kirk Cousins? All the things that cost money. If Kirk Cousins is gone next year, that's $28.5 million to our cap. We won't have the room to sign you. We may have to go on from there. And if we do have to go on from there and you have to go someplace else, at least we'll get a compensatory pick. Right now, we get nothing. So the Vikings have all the leverage in the world. You want to get into if he doesn't show up. You told me to pull this up. Mm-hmm. So the- this is, Davis, this is really important. So back in the day, players could hold out and teams could fine them for not showing up. But they could rescind the fines and they could be like, okay, all's forgiven, you know, yada, yada, bing, bang. This new CBA, holding out is nearly impossible. Like if you hold out, you incur these fines. They're mandatory. $16,459 per day. And you know what? If you don't show up for both days, $32,920. And here, here's the thing. They can't undo those fines. Those are there. The only way they can undo them is by adding money to your contract that pays you back. They can't actually take the fines away. So if he doesn't show up for training camp, I can't remember what those fines are. Let's call it twenty thousand because oh, I know they it's build a up lot too. of money. Yep, they build up real quick. So and you forgot one other. He's got a workout bonus of a hundred grand. If he doesn't come to the mandatory deal and work out, he loses that hundred grand on top of the fines. So yes, he he's does. throwing away at close to two hundred thousand dollars flushing it down the toilet because he wants more money. Hey, I'll throw away $200,000 I could have put in my bank account. How smart does that sound? Even if you were not going to play, whatever. You could show up in the building, grab your book, sit in a recliner inside in the air conditioning, and enjoy yourself for the next two days. Not step a foot on the field. Not put, you know, a leg through a short. Nothing. And you won't get fined. However, now he's He's going to probably cost himself about two hundred grand just for showing up to make a point, which the Vikings may say, you're under contract. You play for us or you don't play at all, period. So there's layers to this conversation. In a vacuum, Dave, you're 100% right. But I'll counter with this, and it was a perspective that was shared with me that I didn't necessarily consider before. If he, Let's say he does this holdout thing. Let's say he holds out. And he costs himself $500,000. But let's say that holdout nets him an extra $2 million in whatever he was going to get in this negotiation. So in theory, he he cost himself five hundred, dollars but netted another two. That's a net gain of $1.5 million. So 
if it ends up going well for him in that sense, then I, I think we have a completely different conversation. As and it could how be. how things look right now, you're right. And I, I think and I, that's and why I, I'm kind of taking a careful approach to it because there's a lot of layers going on here. Yes. And no, I wrote, I've got notes, you know, that I start, I start for on Monday for next Sunday's two old bloggers. And I have notes on that. Mm-hmm. If somebody holds out and then they do get that bump that they just put that into the new contract saying, I want 20 million a year plus the fine money I got fined for this time and they cover it. Right. Or if you say, even if it's just this year to bring them up, say, they give him twelve million more on top of his, on top of his up to five point five, mm-hmm. and they go, "Hey, I got eleven and a half million more because five hundred thousand went to fines. I'm good. I still made more money." On his point, yes, that is quite possible. Like I said, it's going to be fascinating to see how Quasi and crew deal with this because it is the first big controversial piece mm-hmm. that's fallen under their tenure. Sorry so let's for my also raised voice. I'm sort of emotional over this one. That, that's okay, Dave. I'm just going to pretend like like um, you just hate me, and we're just going to move forward like that, <laughs> and it's going to be contentious forever and ever. But uh, let's. I'm gonna. There's a couple interesting things from the comments, and I'm going to get to them here in just a second. But to round off this point, I want to bring up something, <laughs> Aaron. If you do that, um, there, it's called the right to work state in a lot of states. You'll just get fired, and you'll have a hard time uh, telling unemployment that you were holding out like Daniel Hunter. Um, that's probably won't go well for you. <laughs> uh, but let, let's look at things in a different light, okay? What does this mean for Justin Jefferson? And I don't want to create a schism. I don't want to necessarily say that it's a one-and-one. One. But Justin Jefferson could do the exact same thing and decide, you know what? I'm going to hold out because I want my new contract, too. Different situations – but it all boils down to I deserve a new contract and I'm going to make a point. Judd Zolgad just released an article a half hour ago on Vikings Wire kind of talking about it and rooted it down to Quasi Dofomensa calling a contract extension for Justin Jefferson a champagne problem. Well, uh, as Judd wrote in the piece, you can guarantee that the Daniel Hunter camp has thrown that in Quasi Dopamensa's face. Like, you know you're going to pay us buku bucks, so pay us buku bucks. And it can make those negotiations a little more contentious. Was Quasi right in saying that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Paying Justin Jefferson's a great well, problem to well, have because you want to have a great player. I but mean, was it? No, the whole on, idea. Let me finish. Dave. Let me finish. It was a, it was, he was right in saying it. He was wrong because he still shouldn't have said it. What he said was right. But there are certain things you don't say. And not really having done a lot of contract negotiations, that was a misstep by Adolfo Mensa. And as a new general manager, you're going to expect some of those things. Now, the key is, is is he going to learn from that? Is he going to grow and evolve? He's already taken less media appearances since the uh, piece by USA Today last summer. And he's talking to the media a lot less but how is he going to grow and adapt? Because that is what I'm more interested in than him making a mistake in the first place. GMs make mistakes. They make mistakes, especially as first-time GMs. Learn and grow. I want to see that. And that, to me, is going to determine a lot more than him making the mistake in general. Correct. 100%. I agree with you on that one. Hey, hey look at that. You don't hate me anymore. This is a miracle. 
I want to say hello to Norspecius, Aaron, of course, down here in the heat with me. My worthless opinion, thank you for joining uh, Skull for Life. Glad to have you here. Davey, of course, my brother David Chains. Anthony Tolson, good to see you, my friend. Matthew, good to have you there. Windy Day in Duluth. I loved going to Duluth. Believe it or not, I thought it was a beautiful city. The only one time I didn't like it was when I was doing a crash recovery of a crashed F-16. But, anyways, that's a different story. Raymond, good to see you. And, of course, where's Miss Mary? I don't see Miss Mary. She, uh, she probably left when she heard Odie bark and leave the room because the wife got home. Nah, I don't blame her. Odie's probably, the star of the show. She's probably got something, uh, you know, softball related with his, her granddaughter or something who... You're- did such a good job. And Justin has popped in. And tomorrow, I'll give you a sneak peek. Tomorrow, you're going to get the first podcast from Justin. Tomorrow morning. There we go. Check it out on Vikings First and Skull podcast. Beautiful. So let's let's have some interesting conversations. There she later. is. <laughs> There's Mary. And then uh, Fort Matty Man, Skull. So but let's talk about some things. Um I want to I want to address a couple of things here from the comments that came in uh, quite a few minutes ago uh, because we were in the process of finishing up that discussion and I want to make sure we did that but I want to get to these. Um, Norse Feces, um says I'm all for players getting what they can but a salary cap doesn't work for star players. That's a very complicated one. It's not the star player's fault that a salary cap exists. It's on the team to make it work for the star player. And Peyton Manning and Drew Brees basically told their teams that I don't maneuver the salary cap. That's your job. Your job is to pay me and figure it out after that. It's not Jefferson or Hunter's fault that a salary cap exists. It's not on them to maneuver the salary cap. It's on them to get as much as they can. And it's on the team to maneuver the cap. Like that, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I think that comes into play when you have, like, like the dream team. Like, mm-hmm. imagine having to pay the 98 Bulls in a salary cap. <laughs> like, like that's kind, of, that's kind of a brutal one, right? So when you look at all those factors, I get where, the, where it's coming from, but I, I think it's just a little more complicated than just that in the vacuum. It sounds I, – I hear you. So I, I at least wanted to address it because I found it a very interesting point. But above it, Matthew, thank you for joining. If we are tanking slash rebuilding, why is Captain Pizza Ranch still here? That's phenomenal, by the way. Captain Pizza Ranch kicks ass. That's a great one. Um, we are doing some weird half-ass rebuild, half-compete type thing. A surefire way to make sure you can't pick a blue-chip QB. That's a very layered conversation as well. Yes, it makes it harder to be at the very top. But one of the things with being competitive, you can't take a step back at the most important position unless you already have a plan in place. Now, if the Vikings wanted to take a chance with Trey Lance, which we've talked about on the show, you can make that argument and you can be like, okay, we're taking a step back, but that step back because of who it is could be a massive step forward as well. And you're taking a calculated risk. If you just get rid of Cousins, where's the alternative? And that's where that part of the discussion makes it difficult. If you're going to take a step back, 
you better be able to take a step forward very quickly and already have that plan in place. So if you believe halfway through the season, Jaron Hall's the guy, then you can make the decision to move on from Cousins and, hey, Jaron Hall's just going to take over. All right. Which today came up the place. question, what happens if Kirk Cousins gets hurt? Phil Mackey asked this. If Kirk Cousins gets hurt and is out for the season, who do you start? It depends. Um, you probably go with Mullins until the season's over, and then you put in Hall. Right now, Hall's not ready. And you've seen that in kind of OTAs. He's not getting a ton of reps, which it's objectively fine. He's getting comfortable adjusting to NFL practices, learning a playbook. Um, if he's not getting a lot of run in preseason and training camp, I'm I'm going to be concerned. Right now, I'm not concerned at all. He's a rookie. He was drafted in the fifth round. Give him some time. It's fine. Um, but if you want to continue to win, Mullins has shown to be a capable quarterback in the National Football League. So when I look at all things considered, Hall's only going to get run if the season's completely over, which is fine. That's not that big of a deal. Um, the, the whole blue chip quarterback thing is really tough because you want one, but getting one with a really poor infrastructure can hurt them just as much as it could help your team. And I think that's one thing that's missing context when we talk about it. The Vikings have a great infrastructure for a quarterback to come into. They can take a quarterback in the, the teens or 20s, and that quarterback could have just as much, if not more, success than Caleb Williams or Drake May drafted at one or two because they could be going to really poor situations. Who wants to go to Arizona right now? All they have <laughs> is draft capital and Kyler Murray coming off a torn ACL. But this is part of the conversation, right? Would you rather have Quinn Ewers with a lot of talent and a lot of question marks going to an elite organization with a great structure in place for a quarterback to succeed? You have bookend tackles. You have an offensive-minded head coach who has who has a Super Bowl ring as an offensive coordinator. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Jordan Addison. You have weapons to throw to. You have good running backs. Not great, but good running backs in the backfield and a scheme that is designed to help a quarterback. I like to me that's that says I'd rather be there than I than I would be in Arizona. And well, sometimes I it, you I heard it the other day. You know, everybody says the key to winning a Super Bowl is to have that rookie quarterback on a rookie contract and then you build around him. And then somebody said, "No, that's not the key. The key is to build up the team and then get that rookie quarterback." on that rookie mm-hmm. contract, and then supplement, continue the buildup of the team with him there, and he has the best chance to succeed. You talk about ruination. Mark Bulger of the Rams back in the 80s came out and was just doing great. You mean 2000s? Two, all right, 2000s. My, you, all right. Yeah. 2000s was doing great. We're not talking Jim Everett. We're talking no. Mark Bulger. Bulger was doing great. But his offensive line went down the tubes, right? The whole team went down the tubes. This was after, you know, they won the Super Bowl and stuff. Everything went down the tubes. Well, mm-hmm. he, he got shell-shocked almost, you know, real quickly. And he went from pro bowl player to pff, garbage out of the league. And it was because he wasn't surrounded by quality players. You need to be able to build up a team to do that. This year was the startup of the building, rebuilding of the Vikings defense. 
Daniil Hunter is considered to be part of that, everybody assumed. That's why this holdout and these mm-hmm. negotiations are causing angst among fans, and fans are splitting in both directions. You know, give him what he wants, give him an extension, do all this, he's too important. And others like me get a little upset because, hey, you signed the contract, you did this, you worked it, they're willing to give you a little bit more, they worked with you the whole time during all these years, and even when we lost a year and a half worth of production with two just separate injuries, you know, we're the Vikings, I think, are being fair. Now, I would like to see him locked up on a three-year extension because I think he will be good. That brings us into our, quote, 2025 window that they're all shooting for. But if he keeps being obstinate, that can cause problems in itself and the whole, mm-hmm. you know, we're family, kumbaya, yeah. collaboration, wonderful buzzword atmosphere they're trying to generate there Mm -hmm. so let's move on to this and then i want to talk about training camp before we end up getting out of here davy chains asks me if i'd be okay with several bad years if it affords us the opportunity to draft higher and get those higher level premier picks instead of constantly picking between 20 and 32 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No. Um, I would be fine. Ooh, Powers is good. Nice choice. Um, so I would be okay with a full rebuild. Now, that would mean trading a lot of your premier assets for picks and then using those picks to then supplement your team. You'd keep the big-time core guys. Core guys meaning Derrissaw, O'Neal, Jefferson, everybody else pretty much expendable. Like I think those are the three guys. Hunter, you could make an argument for either way. I would want to keep him. Everybody else, up in the air. Get assets and then boom. And I think last year would have been the year to do that because you could have gotten a decent asset for Thielen. You could have gotten a decent asset for Kendricks. And... Looking at all those factors, I would have been okay with a full rebuild, but that's not the way we went. And I, honestly, I've changed my opinion because of new information, and I think they went up about things the right way. They ran it back thinking that the offense just being improved would make a massive difference, and it was. If the defense was average, this Vikings team could have been a Super Bowl contender. And I think that doesn't get talked about enough when you talk about the underlying metrics because the Vikings were so good in tight situations – and giving the opportunity to a defense just to improve, and that's where Brian Flores comes in, I think like, you don't want to pick in the 20s. 
you would want to like ideally you'd want to pick up top to get better players but i think that we can trust these guys to get talent and i can be proven wrong on this based on how the 2022 class ends up performing this year because they're going to be put in big time situations but when i look at everything i'm very comfortable with not doing that tank and trying to stay competitive if you want a guy just pay the price to go get him you can do that and it does take two to tango. We talked about it with the, with the Anthony Richardson stuff. The Cardinals did not want to come back to 23. They wanted to stay close because they wanted lean. Um, Paris Johnson Jr. And they got it. And they got a ton of assets. And when you look at all things considered, I want a star quarterback. I want that guy. But I also want... Um, and Davey, you mentioned floundering in between. <sighs> I don't know about that. Like there are things you can do to, you know, capitalize on situations. Like take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They were kind of floundering in between. Um, I obviously won the Super Bowl in 2017, but the time in between they were a a very, Mm -hmm. yeah, they were a floundering team and they built up the rest of the roster and made it work after the Wentz trade. I think the Vikings can follow a similar blueprint and try to utilize building up a roster and then putting in a quarterback in there. Maybe it's Jaron Hall. And it's frustrating to continue to be in this position. I'll tell you, I don't want another 2011 season. I don't want another 2013. And if I'm going to get that that point, I want to come out of it real quick because I like a competitive football team. And as much as I don't want to stay as like an 8-8 eight eight team, I at least want to enjoy my Sundays. I want to enjoy covering this football team. And being competitive is the best way to do it. Because you know what? The only way to win a Super Bowl is to be competitive. And as much as I wanted to take that step back last year, I'm glad we didn't. And I'm glad that I guess you could say I saw the light. Um, I don't really know a better way to put it. But it, it's it's. I want that quarterback. But committing to multiple years of being stinky Unless uh, like somebody is aggressively guaranteeing me a Super Bowl within like X amount of years, and there's no way you can do that. Like I'm very comfortable with how we're approaching this. Will it work? I don't know. It all depends on talent evaluation. The strategy is fine. The talent evaluation, just like it would be if you tanked, is the key. Mm-hmm. Talent evaluation. Are they going to get that right? If they get that right, it's not going to matter either way. And th- that's kind of my opinion on it. Um, like, And here's the thing. Somebody, I guarantee you, will be like, oh, but you said they should have tanked and they should have completely stripped it down. I did. And I admitted that, you know what? I was wrong in how I wanted to approach it. I think they did a great job approaching it because you can change your opinion with new information. And I'm okay with doing that because I'm comfortable within my own skin. Not a lot of people are, especially in this business. You have a take... Oh, you've got to defend that take until the end of time. No, if, if new information, <clears throat> feel, feel comfortable doing so. And that's what I'm doing. I, and I think Quasey is taking the Vikings down the right path. I hope his tallying evaluation continues that path in a very successful manner. We'll find out in time. I do want to answer David Chains. He put up fans are tired of being, a competitive, being competitive and want a Super Bowl win. Davey, we all want a Super Bowl win, without a doubt, especially when you're our age. We want a Super Bowl win. Yeah. But we're also, Davey and I, old enough to remember what happened prior to Randy Moss 
when the team was so bad for a while that there were blackouts in the local TV area. You could not watch the Vikings on TV because they didn't sell out. The organization started buying tickets so they could get on TV. It was that bad. After that, we became competitive, and we've had, you know, the once every 10 years or so running the NFC Championship and get blown out or whatever. Throw across the body 12 men in a huddle, whatever, you, which one you want to pick. It's, but at least a competitive, and I've explained this to other people, with competitive, mm-hmm. my whole family's gotten involved. I've got my kids involved. They enjoy it. It's a, it's a family time. It's great to watch because we're all rooting for the Vikings to get to the playoffs, right? At least it's competitive. And in some years, we fail. We get the seven and nine, right? But we're, we were in there. There was a possibility we could do it. Now, yes. Do I want a Super Bowl? Yes. Do I think the key to the Super Bowls is, is uh, that quarterback, the quarterback? Yes, I do. And I hope we get it after Kirk Cousins. But until then, I think the Vikings can do the competitive rebuild in the process. And all this is about that. So far this season, they've got rid of a whole lot of vets. Thielen, Cook, uh, Kendricks, etc. With any of those, did we get any worse? And the argument is no, we didn't. You know, some people might say, well, Cook goes good, yeah. But is the the whole the um, committee led by Alexander Madison going to produce less? Are they going to be less efficient? I'd argue no. They're going to produce at least the same and probably be more efficient which opens up more passing opportunities and more playbook opportunities for O'Connell, right? I think we're getting better, yes. And we're also getting younger, which helps because it opens that window as these older guys go. Now, Daniil Hunter's a different situation when it comes into that because I still believe he's in his prime in three more years after this year. So you take 22, 23, 24, 25, I think he's still going to be a top edge rusher. I don't think he's going to fall off in that time period. But yeah, I, love, I don't think he's going to. I love being competitive, and I'm hoping that as we rebuild, eventually get that quarterback, maybe even before, who knows, Kirk, Kirk Cousins could have that lucky horseshoe, you know, wrapped around his neck with the, all his chains, and, and we make it. But we're at least competitive, and we're talking football into January and everything's exciting. The one thing you had to say about last season, you know, we had all those fourth quarter comebacks and the come from behinds and, you know, the one score games, it was entertaining. It kept us glued every time. Yeah, we got frustrated in the second, third quarters with all the three and outs, but we knew, we learned, don't walk away. This is about to change. And I love that, the entertainment Mm -hmm. of that. The whole deal. We love the Vikings for that. And they've been that their whole 60-some-odd years, right? They're always entertaining for the most part. There was only that time prior to Randy Moss that they were like, let's go fishing. It's not going to be on TV. Let's go out to Devil's Lake, you know, type stuff. So, now, I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. No, I'd love to Fun go back fact, to Devil's Dave. Lake. 
I worked at that Devil's Lake Applebee's for a little bit. Um, I don't know. You you probably haven't been there since uh, Devil's Lake got the Applebee's back in 2013. No, but, I haven't yeah, been I, there since 2001. I worked there for a short I, time. No, they that's that's the wrong answer. I've been to Grand Forks twice after that. I haven't been to Devil's Lake since 2001. Yeah, um, yeah, they they got it, and I helped out. They couldn't keep staff for a while, so I kind I helped them out for uh, about a month. Uh, stayed in a nice hotel. It was cool. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap things up with some mini camp storylines to watch. And I think when you talk about mini camp, this is going to be the last opportunity we get to see any of these guys on the field until training camp. And it's going to be a lot of install. It's going to be a lot of full team drills. And I think it, it's very important to get uh, to continue and finish the offseason program on the right foot. Um, we're going to take a look to see if Justin Jefferson makes camp. We're going to look at rookies. We're going to see is Makai Blackman going to be able to take advantage of opportunities to start. Uh, we're going to be able to look at other aspects of it as well. Are we going to see like Jordan Addison um, earn himself a job? Uh, are, yep, Eden Prairie did. I worked at the Maple Grove one for a short time along with multiple ones in Fargo, North Dakota. Fun fact as I keep getting called a line cook in um, in a lot of these YouTube comments, which I find hilarious. Now, I was a manager for about eight years before I took over the liquor store. Now, I'm me. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. But uh, Jordan Addison, is he going to be able to overtake K.J. Osborne? Because I think Osborne has an opportunity to really seal that wide receiver, too. And with 12 personnel, it means Addison's on the field less. And I don't necessarily think that's – going to be an issue with Addison moving forward I just think that Osborne is loved by the staff he does everything right he's improving and I think those elements really make a difference as far as getting regular playing time rookies don't need to be playing early they play early if one there's nobody else or two you're ready when Addison's ready he's going to play a lot because he is very talented and I think that's going to be one thing to continue to monitor. Along with those things, I want to watch Ed Ingram. I want to watch Ty Chandler. How are they going to improve based on their rookie seasons? Chandler barely played, but he is basically um, running back two in this offense. Uh, and I want to see him continue to build upon that uh, that preseason he had where I loved him and I thought that they could have gotten rid of Madison. I was, I was, There's a lot of people that kind of felt the same way. Uh, and I want to see Ed Ingram. Can he continue to grow? He showed growth at the end of last year. Can he continue that growth? We saw Elfline have a really good rookie season, then fall off a cliff. Part of that was injury, but part of that was other things kind of boiled in as well. How's Ingram going to handle that? I want to see all those things, and I'm going to be watching a lot, and Bob asked, did I ever go to Chubb's Pub? Yes, I did. That was a staple for us back in the day. We used to go to Chubb's Pub a lot. Um, I uh, used to go to Chubb's Pub after work frequently. It was a good time. Um, it was kind of our, hey, we're just going to go have a quick beer after work. Because when I was working up there, the turf burned down. Literally the day after I was there. I was at the turf when it, like the night before talking to the bartender, Kelsey. And it was just, it was a weird, weird deal. And now it's back up and running, which is a good thing. Um, no, um... That's what it sounds like Chubbs, to me, Norse, yes. 
Um, no, okay, so fun fact about Fargo. There is a strip club. It's called the Northern. They, so in order to go to the strip club and the bar downstairs, which are completely separate, you go in the same door. So the bar, the, the bar downstairs is called the Bomb Shelter. Their specialty is bomb shots. So it's funny that they mentioned that because there actually is a place in Fargo like that um, where it's two separate businesses. and I think they're owned by the same people, but they're treated as two separate entities. So very interesting. But um, enough about Fargo Bar Talk. Yeah, um, that's our show. Um, a lot of interesting things to watch the next couple of days of minicamp. Make sure if you haven't uh, listened already, go to the Purple Daily uh, YouTube feed. And I, uh, you do not want to see this surgically repaired gut as a, as a stripper. Absolutely not, Aaron. Absolutely not. Um, go to the Purple Daily YouTube feed, or you can just go to vikingswire.com to find it, um, where Thor Nystrom, Declan Goff, and I talked about a lot of minicamp stuff. A lot of the same things, too, but you're going to get fresh perspectives, a little bit more in-depth, and uh, you can catch us there every single Monday. You can also catch us here every Monday and Wednesday. Wednesday, I have an interesting idea for a show, and I'm going to see if I can get a couple of guests to join me in kind of doing a little fun exercise um, that's going to be a little different than uh, like kind of like a mini camp um, like breakdown. Because next Monday is going to be the first of its kind. We are going to do a Vikings Wire roundtable. Everybody that writes for Vikings Wire, myself, Kevin Fielder, Savion Mixon, and Purple Daily Zone Judd Zulged will be joining me. And we will be talking about the Minnesota Vikings in a roundtable fashion. And it's going to be really fun because Kevin and Savion are not Vikings fans. They do not live in the state. So they were going to have a different, fresh perspective on this team than Judd and I will have. Which is a, both a good and a bad thing. Because it's, a, it's going to be different. And you may not like it, but that's okay. Because we are trying to analyze this team from every possible angle. And that is why I have hired the staff that I did. That's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, Dave, we have two old bloggers coming this Sunday afternoon where I will be touching grass up at the lake all weekend. It's going to be wonderful. We have a daily opener every Monday through Friday where Dave breaks down all the latest in Minnesota Vikings news and Justin's new show, Purple and Gold for Days, joining the uh the Vikings First and Skull Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to that and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, when we joined this show, I believe we're at 669 subscribers. We would love to get that to a thousand by the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a lofty goal, but considering we're only three months old and we're already at almost 700, I think we can do it. And thank you guys very much for joining us here tonight. Like, comment, subscribe, do all the fun things to help our algorithm to help spread the word about how fun this show and this network is to all of your friends and family. And with that, Dave, I bid you a Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings! Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.